Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Your illusion one or two? 14 years, right? Yes, it is off two. Two? Yes. Underrated again. Very great album. Boy, everything you play today leads me back to a story. <laughs> First two CDs I ever bought once I got a Discman. I was Ooh, so fired man. up that I got a Discman in 1991. Wow. Went right to the store. I think I went to, uh, was it Sam Goody Sam at the Goody. Plaza? I think I went to Sam Goody at the South Shore Plaza. Yep. And I bought Use Your Illusion one and two the day they came out. That Listen is awesome. to them. I took a road trip to go visit a college, listened to both of them, front to back, like first song to last track, each way. Freaking loved them. Maybe, Such a great, like, God. An, 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 an amazing double album right there. But do you remember when, I mean, of course, you remember those uh, catalogs that gave you, like, 30 CDs for, like, a cent or whatever it was? Yeah. Um, like Oh, Columbia House. Columbia House, yeah. yeah. 12, 12 cassettes for a penny, and then we'll uh, send you one every month for, like, 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I got the, uh, both Use Your Illusions and... Um, Every early Aussie album, like Diary of a Madman. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, what a great album. Yeah. A couple months ago, I found, uh, I was cleaning out some stuff, and I found a $30 gift card to Sam Goody that was still, like, brand new. That could have gotten you, like, seven dust tickets yeah. back in the day. And I uh, I blew it. Yeah. You it was, did? Well, I mean, there was. is there still Sam Goody out there? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think there's a Sam I never Goody. Used the gift, I never used the gift card. Sam Goody might have even been before Strawberries. Right? Oh, yeah, uh, strawberries. You, you know, there the are same still time, some yeah. Newberry comics out there. There are a couple, yep. yep. But now you go there to buy albums because yeah. Vi- yeah. vinyl is like the leading or actual dolls. physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or T-shirts. And actually, nobody buys comics at Newberry Comics, funny enough. Okay. Um, I want to borrow this from uh, The Morning Show real quick. Today, Brad Foe and Hart did this. It was, it was a fun little topic. Um, so there was a, I don't know if you saw this either late, late Saturday night, uh, technically Sunday morning maybe, or Sunday morning when you woke up, but... There were pictures of Trevor Lawrence going out for a celebratory meal after that epic comeback against the Chargers Saturday night at home in Duval. Okay. And he went to Waffle House. Yeah. And it was kind of like when, which is awesome because, you know, you know, big victories are made to be celebrated, covered, and smothered. Waffle Houses, by the way, are great for uh, hash browns, the waffles. And uh, world star quality fights between patrons and the... Uh, People that work there as well. I don't know if you've ever seen like a, a Waffle House fight before online, but they're always epic. Yeah, oh yeah. Good times. Yeah. 
So anyway, Trevor Lawrence goes to Waffle House. To me, that says, like, there's a real man of the people. It's just a regular good, like, this guy's got millions of dollars. One day he's probably going to get a $500 million contract to play football. And yet, what does he do? Goes back to his favorite place to get, like, an omelet or hash browns or a waffle after the game with people and a crowd around him. It's awesome. Remember when the Bucks beat the Suns? What did Giannis do? Went and bought, like, 500 chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A. Like, that's what, like, that's, that's what he wanted to do, like... That, to me, makes these guys, and so Rob and Andy were talking about that this morning on uh, here on WEEI, like, that's very affable. That's very relatable. People love that. They, they love the access. They love knowing, hey, they're just like us. They love the delicious, unique taste of, like, Chick-fil-A and the waffle fries. They love hash browns after a big win. Awesome. Mac Jones. Think we'd ever see Mac Jones going out to a Waffle House? Would you ever see Mac Jones smiling, high-fiving people, getting a giant Sprite and, you know, waffle fries and Chick-fil-A? Would you know, like... What, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like there, there's something about, like... Yeah. And, and, so they were, and so their idea was, like, you know, Mac Jones needs to kind of, like, make himself more of a little bit of the people's quarterback, the people's champion. Needs to, you know, maybe we need to see Mac. I think uh, one of them suggested maybe, you know, maybe we need to see Mac out at the 99. Yeah. You know, 99's a great place. Big win, where would you want to go celebrate, you know? Personally, if I were around here locally, I'd probably, I don't know, I might go to the Braintree Brew House. I might go to the Fours in Quincy. Like, that's my kind of, I love, I love, I love high-end sports pub food. That's like, that's my jam. That's where I'd want to go. But we'd never probably see Mac out doing that. Instead, it would probably be, you know, something precious and delicious on so- <laughs> Sophie's IG. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that, I think that's, that could that be one of the issues Pats fans have with him? Yes. That he doesn't seem like Max one of us? I I think, personally, the whole tennis brat thing mm-hmm. is a little bit unfair. Like, a little bit unfair. Okay. Like, I, to me, and again, I've always been a Mac guy. I might have some blinders on. I've seen a guy that's come in here. For the most part, he's been this year not as much with the whining and stuff like that. But he's been a grown-up. He's tried to lead. He's said the right things. He's been an adult in terms of dealing with the media and not becoming emotional, at least at the podium. He's tried to lead his teammates in the offseason. He's done a lot of the things I want my quarterback to do. Yes, the, he has the history. I mean, look, he, he's got the history of being what? Like a model? Like a child? Sort of like a model? or yeah, pretty boy. Modeling? Yeah. Okay. He's got the tennis background. Mm-hmm. He's got the McEnroe thing. Mm-hmm. He's got the whining and the, the emotional outburst. When you combine all that, it's not a great, like, it, he doesn't look like. You wanna, and the dirty player thing, too. The dirty player thing. He's like, you know, weird. He's kind of getting. Like, I see what you're saying. Kind of getting a weird rep. Yes. Uh, a couple of Mondays ago, I was, uh, as a matter of fact, I was in with. Kyrie? Uh, it was yeah two Mondays ago. That's right. You were on in the evening. Yeah, we had uh, it was like the last Patriots Monday. Mac had to participate in the post game interview. Yeah, and I asked him if he was afraid that maybe he was starting to pick up a bit of a reputation that might dog him for a while. Between the, you know, people saying that he plays kind of dirty and like getting the FedEx fines, and then now people saying like Edelman said, I don't like the. Uh, that his language, not mine. Pissy antics and gestures on the sidelines. Vince Wilfork said. He didn't care for it at all on NBC Sports Boston. A lot of people have said they don't like the demonstrative behavior and showing up or show yeah showing up your coaches. Those two things combined with the fact that he doesn't seem like you know uh, as fun or as freewheeling as maybe some of these other guys. Look, I'm not ex- I'm not expecting him to show up at a brewery and just start you know start you know throwing him back with you know throwing back some IPAs with us or like. You what know, about the picture of him with the cigar? 
with the Alabama quarterbacks. That mm-hmm. wasn't like that was fun, but is it like I don't know. I mean, Joe Burrow is also not like that, and people in Cincinnati would lay down their life for the guy. So look, he doesn't have to be that way. But this is New England, not Cincinnati. I, I totally understand. Like, it's a valid point to bring up, but for me, I don't get the sense that he is. That's a problem for Mac Jones. Like, I don't think that his te- again. It comes back to do the teammates want to ride with him. And mm-hmm. I've gotten the sense that they do want to ride with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you heard Jacoby Myers after the season saying how he was in the huddle with him when they were chanting Zappy, and the guy didn't flinch. Like he just kept going, and that like they some respect in that moment grew right then and there. So like that's the way I feel. I'm not in the locker room every day though. I'm not a reporter. I'm just watching from you know this seat basically and seeing how it's all kind of transpiring. I don't think that the team has given up on Mac Jones, and I still think that that's somebody that they like riding with. And as long as that's the case, he has a chance. He needs to produce. He needs some help. He needs to be able to be you know, a little bit more productive in big moments, to be a winner, all those things, find ways to win games, more than just stats, winning games. But if there, it starts with, do, do the people around you believe? I don't know if you go to – I bet you if you really search Trevor Lawrence, like you could find some unlikable things about him, like the hair. And, I don't know. I don't he know. seems like a, he seems like a likable guy. Uh, like, you know, in that post-game interview on Saturday just like sounded like he's got, you know, like that, you know, it's kind of like that surfer guy voice. Surfer like guy big voice. Guy with the perfect hair. I mean, he did chin. handle uh, Urban Meyer in that disaster, I think, pretty well. He did. You know, he now, wasn't whining you, and thought, complaining. No, he did. See, that's the thing. He didn't – last year, I'm sure there were 50 occasions – he probably just wanted to be like, what the F are we doing? What are you doing? Sure. What What is the game plan? What, like, this is a, and this is a guy who, like, kicked his own punter and, <laughs> and like, ch- wanted to challenge another coach to a yeah. fight and, and just embarrass the organization and all of the players. Like, it was, a, it was a blank show down there, an absolute crap show. And you never saw Trevor Lawrence showing up the coaches or throwing fits on the field or on the sidelines as well. I just wonder if that's starting to bother if that bothers Pats fans to a certain degree. You know, would it help Mac Jones if you know maybe he showed up? Uh, you know, one one day like, wait a second, I got to go pick up. It's two for Tuesday at Bertucci's. Wait a second, Mac Jones. I didn't know you like Papa Gino's. That's awesome. I don't think that would hurt. Again, though, I always think of the like I was saying to you. I think during the break, the Wilsons, Zach Wilson, Russell Wilson. I feel like those guys mm-hmm. have lost sort of their teammates. And if that to the point where they were yelling at him on the field, that's right. Like if that happens, then I'm in. You know, then it's a totally different situation with Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's happened. So yes, it's not ideal. Like some of the fans, and he might not be as likable. But if he starts winning, Mm -hmm. and everybody around him appears to really love what he's bringing to the table, and they're winning games, like I don't think anybody's going to care that he was a mfing the or being emotional yet last year on the sidelines or whatever. Or we haven't seen him out at the. Papaginos having pizza and Coke. I, I don't think they're going to care about that. Probably, probably not so much. But it did sort of like it did sort of raise a point. Like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Like, look at that, Trevor Lawrence out there. Like, it's a point you definitely could make. I guess you know, first Mac Jones would have to win a postseason game. Got to win. Got to win again. That's why I said to you off air. This is like one of my longstanding principles. I call it like Tom Cruise theory. Like, I don't want to spend a minute with Tom Cruise. Any, I mean, I. I'd be curious. To, I might ask him. Like, you wouldn't have so on the Six Rings pod? <laughs> Don't imagine Tom Cruise would be the best guest on the Six Rings. Maybe he'd be interested in hearing our spin on why. What? Maybe he would want a meditation on greatness and what made Tom Brady so great and why Bill Belichick is the best at what he does because Tom Cruise is obviously the best at what he does. I don't want to spend any time with Tom Cruise just as much as he doesn't want to spend time with me. I don't. I don't buy into his principles and his values. However, when no. it comes to watching an action movie, 
Hell yes. Hell yes. Give me all the Tom Cruise possible. I'll watch Top Gun Maverick 25 more times, and I can't wait for the final two Mission Impossible movies. But you just said it, though. You said you, you He meant, wins. That's because he that's wins. That's right. You just said it. You said you said Trevor Lawrence at Waffle House. You said Giannis. Mm-hmm. What, what were all of those things after? Wins. They, they won. Like, they won. If he wins, then, hey, we it, can do whatever. Like, in, like in, in Rocky Two. Come here for a second. I want to tell you something. Oh, what? Win. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's what it is. Quick call before we go to the break. Nick is in Rhode Island. I always like to speak to anyone named Nick. He wants to talk a little Mac Jones. What up, Nick? How you guys doing? So, listen, yo, it's one thing for Mac Jones to complain about any other offense, but this is the Bill Belichick offense. So that in itself has some some brazen balls, if you will, Mm -hmm. to even have that. So that's a mentality not willing to listen or work with. I'm not sure. But when you look at situations and people in history – you wonder, well, how many telltale signs do you have that's not going to work out? We've had plenty with Mac Jones. I wish he would trust me. I would love to not be in January with nothing to do. This is painful for a Patriots fan. But there's too many signs. This guy has just got to go. You've got to cut bait. Whatever you've got to do, you just got to start from scratch. Because there, there's, there's nothing positive to come out of this year because there really is nothing great to talk about. Wow. I disagree because I All think right. he could be Jalen Hurts or I think he could be Tua if you give him the support necessary. You've built up some momentum. I'm not going there. Tua. Hmm. Tua I, I could see the Tua thing. I see what you're saying with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Obviously different playing Tua styles. Guy, but, you know, he was an MVP candidate 8-3 and three at one point. I'd ask you this. If you put Mac Jones on this Miami Dolphins team this year with Mike McDaniel, literally the only thing that you do is you just swap out Tua, drop in Mac Jones. What happens to Miami this year? Playoffs. Yeah. Playoff win. They'd win that game yesterday. They would have won that game with Mac Jones in there instead of Skylar Thompson. Win. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number for two-way sports talk action. Fitzy and Dondero here on the afternoon show on WEI. Let's catch you up on what went down with the Bruins, the Celtics, and more. Mark Dondero's got your trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Super wild card weekend. Capped off a big weekend, big Sunday yesterday. Three very entertaining games, all being decided by a single possession. The Bills survived the Dolphins 34-31. Giants, they downed the Minnesota Vikings 31-24. And the Bengals off of a postseason record 98-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Beat the Ravens 24-17 to wrap up the night. You can watch the final game of Super Wild Card Weekend right here you can catch, not watch. You're not going to watch. Another. Uh, one, WEEI, Dallas Cowboys, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers from Tampa tonight. Our coverage for that game begins at 7.30 p.m., so be sure to tune in. The Boston Celtics took down in a rematch with the Charlotte Hornets today. They beat the Hornets 130-118, 51 points for Jason Tatum in the win. Tatum now passing Larry Bird for most 50-plus point games in Celtics franchise history. And the Boston that. Bruins dominated today over the Philadelphia Flyers by the final score. Uh, they dominated the Flyers six nothing. Puck dropped. You know what? This has been my worst day of doing trendings of all time. They beat the Flyers six nothing. That's what's trending. Let's go to break. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Yeah, hello. What are we waiting for? Take this! Hello? Hello? And thus the training montage sets in motion on way to grand victory in a rematch. One of the greatest sports movies of all time. Some fans actually say they believe Rocky II to be one of the greatest sequels of all time, if not a movie as good as the original, to which I say hogwash. I However, agree. it's an excellent sequel. No, nothing touches the original Rocky. The, uh, you're gonna have to. I've seen them, mm-hmm. um, but it's been a while. The one where he fights the Russian is what's one, Rocky five, four? four. That's four. Yeah, that's, four. The, that's my favorite. I mean, that's also epically ridiculous, though. It like, is. But you know what? Is it entertaining? Yes. It's, it's, Memorable. It's, it's fun. Me. It's a movie. That's, it perfectly sums up my movie taste. Like, I just, simple, entertaining, whatever. All it needs to be. It's mm-hmm. all you want. I simple, mean, even the Tommy Gunn's one, you know. Is That's a, a terrible watch. film. Dude, the other day, I, <laughs> you know what movie came on film. that I started watching? You're the ta- sixth one is also terrible. You're talking about uh, Tom Cruise? Jack Reacher. And I, uh, I enjoyed one. it. The first Jack Was it Reacher. good? Absolutely. I, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the it's real ha- movie person would probably say it's terrible, but yeah. I enjoyed no, it. No, like, but I, I like anything with Tom Cruise running around blowing things yeah. up and killing people. That's called every Tom people, Cruise movie. You know, yeah, Mission Impossible, there's nothing better. All like, you have to have in a Tom Cruise movie, he's like, he's... Someone's going to do push-ups, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to smile. He's going to do one of his million-dollar smiles, and there'll be a shot, a tracking shot of him running someplace really fast because he's got this beautiful gait. And right? he's going to do something life, you know, death-defying for yes. real. Yes, oh, of course. Like whether yeah. it's in Mission Impossible Five, hanging off the side of an Airbus A three eighty, taking off, uh, flying his own helicopter, hanging off the side of the building, tallest building in the world. Yeah, Burj that, that made me. And, that petrified me. It's, heights is amazing. my thing, but it's yeah. just so fun to watch. Spectacular entertainment. Not so spectacular and entertaining. The Patriots this year. Great transition. What Hello. Heck? Hello. Who put this guy on? Uh, Craig's in Rhode Island. He wants to talk to Mac. Ha, talk about Mac. See, this is what happens. Hey. I told you. I get out over my skis. Hello, Craig. Right. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, buddy? All right, listen. So I don't know which one of you said back Me. ago, but I am totally on that same page. I've been on that page. I'm not even a Patriots fan. I'm a, you know, a NFL fanatic since, you know, I was five years old. 30, I'm 40 now, so that's 35 years. He has the slowest footwork I've ever seen. So he's not even comparable to Hertz. Um, what, what, who you got? Tua. 
he is slower than molasses in the pocket. Like there's no there's no chance for this guy. Yeah, guys with slow feet in the pocket, yeah, they, they can never succeed. Thank you. Yeah, what's that, Craig? Did you guys, did you guys see that um, Julian Edelman, Ray Lewis, and Brandon Marshall uh, talk show? Yes, inside the NFL. Edelman. Yeah. Yeah, Edelman goes, "Oh, he's pretty good at you know with all his uh, pissy faces." Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, we were just that mentioning that earlier. Yeah, the deal for me. That sealed the deal for me. Done. All right. Appreciate the call, I, I don't Craig. Know, the footwork thing, I'm not A lot really of non-Patriots following. fans listening and calling in today, they don't really have a dog in this fight. They're not invested in the Patriots, obviously. If, if anything, they're probably like, no, keep them. That's great. Yeah. Look, uh, perception is reality. I understand that he has turned some people off. But, I, like, the footwork thing, did he mean, like, Tua and, and, and Hurts are more athletic and can run around more? Is that what he was saying? Or that maybe they have a greater... I, I will Pocket say this. Presence? Yeah, like, I will it? say Mac did run himself into... A lot of sacks and pressures this he year. Did. Like he, like there's no nobody in the world has greater pocket presence than Tom Brady. Obviously, I was very impressed with the footwork and the pocket presence of uh, Brock Purdy yeah. on Saturday. Like moved very well, very fluid. Like had a good feel for where his protection was, where the pressure was coming from. Could tell if the heat was coming around the corner, if you will. Like moved nicely. Mac, I haven't seen a lot of that with Mac. Uh, obviously, it became an issue this year. I remember all the way back. Remember that off? I mean, the whole preseason was just such a snooze. It was painful. But do you remember the Raiders game? Just a gas, like terrible interception yep. by him. Yep. He ran into a couple of sacks in that first half, and it was then that I thought, oh boy, yep. this is like that was the one I'd heard Andy and Giardi and other people I spoke to on Media Hill at training camp this year say this offense looks bad. This is going to be a problem. We'd all heard different things. But for some reason, oof, from that point on, I thought, yeah, we're, we're porked. Well, listen, you don't, you only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And if you do get a new offensive coordinator, like you said, this is the year. So I'm not going to stress about it because it is what it is. He's going to be – look, he's going to be the starter going into next year. And now, if there's an injury or something, that could change things depending on who, get, who steps in and yep. how they do. But we're going to find out. Like, mm-hmm. if they get a real guy in there, we're going to find out. And if you don't find out, well, you're out of time. Because they're going to have to pick up his option. We've seen it now in three years. You've, this is it, and we're going to find out one way or another. So I'm not going to stress. We saw good Mac. We saw bad Mac. We saw – I think there's still some intrigue there, but we're going to find out. So before we get into tonight's matchup, a game that I believe the majority of New England and Pats Nation will have their eyes on because while there is no promise or guarantee that Tom Brady will be playing next year, we all think he's going to extend his career because, well, he's a single man and – He's uh, well. No, he's married. He's just married to football. Yeah, and he will continue on with his true bride. The game of football on the gridiron. I believe it's going to be in Miami next year. Likely his last game in a Buccaneers uniform. Should the the Buccaneers lose tonight? Before we get into that, just to wrap up our thoughts on the weekend. Mark's biggest takeaway was that good coaching, culture change, working guys like Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson, they make a big difference, and that's why you, as a Patriots fan, should take heart. So. As a Patriots fan, you're a winner this weekend if you watch this football because you can see what good coaching hopefully will be able to do, good coordination will do for your team. Who are your other big winners and losers from the weekend? Okay, other big winners. Well, first, real quick, the, the coaching thing, the other big takeaway is that those were head coaches, mm-hmm. and this head coach isn't changing. So I'm wondering, based on those changes, can they approximate that here in New England by just bringing in a coordinator? Without, so that's with, yeah. my question. It's a great uh, one. Other one, yep. Josh Allen is a loser to me this weekend. Like he did not look good. I think he. I think he's getting a little cocky. What, a little is forward. he trying too hard? I, I think he just thinks he's invincible. He's so tall. He's so fast. He's so strong. His arm. 
I think he needs to check himself and say, hey, you know, we're turning the ball over. They've turned the ball over this year. They're eventually going to lose if they continue to do that, whether it's Philly, whether it's Kansas City. Josh Allen, to me, this weekend was a loser. Now, can he turn it around and fix it for next weekend? Yes, but he was a loser. Can I tell you, 30 turnovers this year. That's, That's a, a lot. It's a shot. That is a lot. Yeah. Um, another loser, Bill Belichick, for reasons I just stated. <laughs> uh, another loser, Al Michaels was a loser. This ah, no, like, we lost. We were having to endure that. That was the worst broadcast ever. The broadcast was bad, and then the explanation. Did you see what he said today about? Well, I don't like this. This, and I'm offended by this. The talk culture, you know, this culture of. Loud mouth talk radio, blah blah blah. Like he didn't want to feed into that. That was his explanation. But he used Internet, to be the best. Blah, blah. He was the he was the play by play goat. I don't know what to tell. I don't, like somebody theorized that it was just like a revenge thing. He was pissed off about all the bad games he had. A couple, then, dude, you're getting paid one million dollars <laughs> a year plus. You're, no, a million dollars a game. A game. That's what I meant to say. A game. And he's like he's almost eighty. Like eighty. This is why, I hope to live to 80. Yes, this is why, like, some of these networks that just do this, like, paying this guy that much money, I know it brings validity, not that you need it, but, like, go, where's the young guy that's not related to, you know, the, the premier color analyst? Where is a young up-and-comer that you can tab as the next guy, the next really good play-by-play? Like, whatever. And then I thought his explanation was awful, too. Insulting talk radio. There was no reason to do that. It was just he was a loser this weekend. Loser. Uh, and also adding Tony Dungy to the mix. Oh, my Tony God. Dungy sucks. Just like it was just adding an ambient to a pile of Valium. Worst broadcast I'd seen in a long time. My last loser for this weekend, and maybe you you can tell me if you disagree. I thought Mike McDaniel was a loser this weekend. Like not understand, not knowing that it was fourth and one, and thinking it was first down. Like, they were readying a first and ten yeah, play call, and not knowing it was fourth. Mistake, bo- totally botched that. Like and, and like, I don't know. Like the, the like, was he vaping? Was he not vaping? Like that's not really what I'd be wanting. To, like I don't. Wait, what, was he vaping on the there sidelines? Was a, there was question whether he was vaping or not on the <laughs> sidelines during the game. I'm pretty sure that it was confirmed most, that he was. He was. Yeah. That is the most 2023 yeah. millennial age soft B. Oh my God, the guy. Vapes in game, like okay. I think he had one of those sweatshirt vapes, like where it's like in your, it's like custom made sweatshirt. So he can reach down and just yes, it's like a custom made sweatshirt for the vape. Snag a yeah. quick drag, bro. Oh my god, like it's one thing to think of the good old days, and obviously, no, I am not glorifying cigarette smoking. John Mann with a hanger on the sidelines, yeah, or just like you know, like Jim Leland, like sneaking around the corner in the dugout and ripping a dart when he's yeah, managing yeah, yeah, the yeah. Pirates or something like that's hilarious, terrible for you, obviously, but. Like Mike McDaniel, va- oh my God, just wearing his million dollar track suits, his thousand dollar sunglasses, you know, talking about watching, you know, uh, McGruber with, you know, uh, Tua on the way home after the concussion in Cincinnati. Like this guy's something, doing his stand up routine at all the press conferences. This guy's a rip. But like you, he had the team ready to play. To me, he's a winner and a loser because he had the team ready yeah. to play. His coaches obviously did a great job, changed the culture, like you talked about down there in Miami from Flores, who they, all sort of respected, but also kind of feared and didn't ultimately like, and were tuning out towards the end of his three-year run in Miami. But, like, to not have the situational awareness to know it's fourth and one, not first and ten, huge whiff. Because they were in that game, a game none of us thought they were going to have no, any a- shot in. I heard people betting, people were betting, like, it was 13 and a half points at kickoff. I heard people were taking the alternate line of, like, minus 19 and a half. 
like betting it all the way up to that. And it looked good for a minute. It was 17 17 nothing. nothing. They were looking good. Um, Winner I have is, I have Dave Gettleman as a winner. Because he's he's a guy that drafted, not that he cares, it matters, but he's Mm -hmm. a guy that drafted a lot of those Giants players that had great days in their Mm -hmm. biggest games. So like, hey, Dave Gettleman, go have a beer. Um, the NFL fans, they were winners because not only did we, we talked about this, they had the great games to watch, mm-hmm. but there were no real upsets that are going to ruin next weekend either. So I think the fan was a winner over the weekend too. Uh, the fan definitely won yeah. this weekend. Uh, I'd like to give you, uh, just after we grab this call, I want to give you my, we'll talk about tonight's game and I want to give you my far too early look at next week. Yeah, I think yeah. we could be looking at Upset City in one of the big games next weekend. And Divisional Weekend, my favorite weekend of NFL football. Correct. But let's go back to where I just came from a little while ago. On the Cape, Paul wants to talk a little Mac Jones. Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you? You know, it's funny. I keep hearing all these comps from Mac Jones, and they're the younger guys that have just been drafted and a lot of really good quarterbacks. You know who he reminds me of? The perfect comp to him is he's a poor man's Geno Smith. That's, wow. he's got, that's, that's, exact, that's exactly it. He's a poor man, Geno Smith. He doesn't turn the ball over all that much. He doesn't do anything real special. That's who he reminds me of, Geno Smith. That's about, that's about as far as he's going to take his career. I don't see him getting any better. I just don't. Last year he was okay, but it was more the, you know, the, the offense than it was him. And he's not going to carry a team. This is as good as he's going to be. He's a backup for life. That's how I look at it. What about a, uh, how about a poor man's Kirk Cousins? <laughs> well, he hasn't been in enough big games. Cousins is great during the regular season. He just sort of he just sort of caves in the big games. But uh, he's fine during the during the season. You know, just mm-hmm. can't handle the big game stress is what it looks like to me. Uh, this guy just doesn't have. He's not that great. He doesn't have good footwork. He can't run out of a jam. Um, his arm is average at best, and he's throwing the ball in the wrong spot a lot. Which uh, I just he's a poor man's Geno Smith. I take Geno Smith over him. Wow. All right. Appreciate the call, Paul. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your yeah, day. Look, I, I, th- I still believe Four in man's Geno Smith. I still believe in him. I just, wow. I, after the weekend that we just saw, I have my reservations that this coaching staff, with the head coach still staying, and I understand why he's still staying, I just don't know if they're going to be able to approximate the changes that Brian Dayball made in New York or that Doug Peterson made in Jacksonville because of that culture with the new head coach. The team is a reflection of their head coach. That's what enables that culture to be changed so drastically. I don't know if the Patriots are going to be able to approximate that and the culture of their offense just by hiring a new offensive coordinator. Maybe with a new coordinator in the house, a revamped attitude from Mac and uh, Bill Belichick maybe being a little more amenable or flexible to change, as Robert Kraft and many others in the building have probably told him he had to be. Hence, why we saw the email and the press release last week. Then maybe the culture will change just a little bit. Um, tonight's game. How do you see this one playing out tonight? Cowboys win all the way. I think the magic is gone. Cowboys, I think, are going to win the game and beat Tom Brady. <sighs> wow, uh, what a weird season for Brady. Really I mean, like weird. he sets the record for the most passing attempts in the history of the league. A personal best for completions in a season as well so obviously at age 45 and a half the guy still has the arm talent the guy can still sling it like brady's physical skills have not diminished in the least still moves around very well still can chuck at 60 yards and drop it in the bucket but what was it that just led to the disconnect because aside from gronk not being there you got chris godwin you got russell gage you got julio jones for the half the season that he plays you have mike evans who's open on every go route it seems Got the young tight end Kate Otten. He's not bad. Hey, he Rashad, good. Rashad White, Leonard Fournette. Like you got a good backfield. To me, it's the 
it's two things. One, any quarterback will look good if you've got a really good offensive line. And their offensive line has been all banged up this year through attrition and injury and retirements and more. They've lost a lot on the offensive line. And two, it's the head coach. Woof. Todd Bowles, to me, just sets such a sleepy tone. There were people saying that in the 11-point fourth quarter comeback against Carolina that Brady basically just took the game plan and said, F it, and just started calling his own plays. And the next thing you know, they rip off 20 quick points and he's throwing downfield to Mike Evans. And it looks like, you know, 2007 Brady to Moss, the way they were just chucking it. And they rattle off that big win, made the playoffs. I wonder if we'll see that tonight. Or if is Brady going to go for it knowing he's probably going to face some pressure. The Cowboys, if they play within themselves and don't make a lot of stupid mistakes and self-inflicted wounds, should be able to score a pretty decent amount of points. As a fan, I want to see a high-scoring effect. I do not want to see a defensive struggle. I can't I, I do 1916. I tonight. wonder if we're going to, though. I don't know if it's going to be that high-scoring. No? I, it could be. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if Brady's making big plays, I think if the Bucks make those big plays, then they will have a good chance of winning. But I just feel like they Brady's dominated the, the Cowboys. Cowboys had a better year. I know it's just about one game, but I just feel like Dallas is going to find a way in this one. They're going to win. Anytime Tom Brady has been a dog in the playoffs all four times, he doesn't just beat the spread, he beats the other team. I know. Dallas, Brady 7-0 against the Cowboys. Dallas 1-4 and on grass this year. Two nice little Every, stats. Things are, things are kind yeah. of like, things could be lining up-ish. Where do they go if they win? Who, do they go to uh, Philly if they win? No. Or do we know? No, they would not be the lowest remaining okay. seed. They would go to... San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Brady Oof. can go have his Buccaneer, the Buccaneers portion of his career ended where he wanted to actually end his own career. I mean, after the last time they played out there, I don't know how you pay, well, whatever. I, I don't know. 35-7 and it wasn't that close? No, it wasn't even that close. I, I think it's going to be Dallas some some way, somehow tonight, they're going to find a way to win. I almost feel like if it's close, I feel like Dallas might find a way in this one. I have no reason to feel that way based on Tom Brady's track record and Dallas's track record and all that. But it feels like, I, I don't know, I'm just feeling the Cowboys in this spot. Quick call before we go to break, and then we'll give you our final thoughts on the day and take a quick peek at next weekend's divisional matchups. Paulie's in the truck. What's up, Paulie? Thanks, Nick. You've been bringing me in so quickly. You uh, the, problem with, the problems with Brady on the field, a uh, lack of offensive line and running attack, yep. basically. And then I mean, he misses Gronk. Gronk took the air off. And he said, Tommy, I know you got to keep your edge in the position that you play. But you're not, this is the, the last year there. You're only playing to keep your edge and, and to, you know, to – because they're making you to write out your contract. So he's doing that. And then on the mental side of it, yeah, he didn't want to be there. He wanted to be in San Fran, like I told you last year. And I, I'm telling you this year, he wants to be up here. But then his wife breaks his heart. He's in, stuck in a place he doesn't want to be. His ex-wife breaks his heart. Now he's like, he's in his head, he's like Michael O'Keefe's character. You know, the co-star was Rebecca De- De Mornay and the slugger's wife. That's what he's going through right now. If you think he was going through some mental anguish, Okay, and, and and in the pain right now. When he was when he was when he lost Logan Mankins, we thought nobody thought he could play anymore. He was just so mad about losing Mankins, they couldn't see straight. He's not only angry, he's sad. He's going through all the emotions. He's in tough shape right now mentally. But we'll get him up and running here, and he'll be the old Tom Brady again next year. Thank you for the call, Paulie. Glad to have you on board. Five seconds, Brady to New England next year. No. Yep. Two seconds. Would you rather have Brady or Lamar Jackson? Oh, Brady. I, you want to know why? Yeah. I know it's never going to be like it was, but I'd like to try. Yeah, I miss that drug. I just want to. I hear, know. I just want to hear just on day one. 
comes out of the tunnel. Brady, mm. Brady. It'd be I so just, fun. It'd I be just, so fun. And if they lose that game 47 to 20, I don't give up. Oh, it'd be so blank. fun. I wouldn't care at all. I miss it so much. <laughs> uh, I miss it so much. All right. We'll be back with one more break before we hand it over to Rich Keefe for a two and a half hour version of RKS, the Rich Keefe Show. Final thoughts from Fitzy and Dondero here on WEI. <laughs> oh, man. This is WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app and take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Batting a thousand today, Jackson on the rejoins. Sure. Thank you, sir. And you know what? If you don't like what you hear here, get the funk out. Got that right. One of my favorite albums of all time, Pornography, second album from Extreme. Love them. So you, you know what? who's a listener to the station, by the way? Yeah. Nuno Betancourt. That's right. Lives yes. out in the West Coast. Oh, yeah? Nuno Betancourt, guitarist for Extreme, P1 of WEI. He's called in, and we've talked Patriots before. And, like, High school me was like, oh, my God, you're on the radio in the future? Yes. Also, you talked to Nuno Betancourt on WEEI? <laughs> yeah, and they're a bass player. I think his name's Pat Fox or Pat uh, something. Uh, yeah, for God's sake. I had him on WAF a couple times. Yeah, he, he played uh, the he played the Toys for Tots um, thing at Ernie's, uh, oh, that's Ernie's great. thing a couple weeks ago with the Greg Hill Show. It was awesome. Diehard Pats fan as well. Um, all right, uh, real quick, we can squeeze in one more call before we give you our far too early predictions for the divisional round and wrap up this fine, fine sports radio program. Mike's all the way out in Springfield. How are you, Mike? Hey, buddy, how are you guys doing? What's going on, pal? Hey, not too much. I just wanted to weigh in on the game tonight. Um, you know, I'm a tried and true Cowboys fan. Don't get me wrong. You know, all the stats say in this game, you know, that it's going to be Tampa, you know, with the with the field, like you mentioned. You know, the, the, it's not AstroTurf. It's not indoors. The Cowboys are terrible on that kind of field. Um, you know, they're terrible with Brady. Brady's got their number. Um, you know, every, Brady playing at night, I mean, that's kind of against him. He does play good in, like, the Super Bowl. Otherwise, Monday night, kind of terrible. But that's really the only thing going against him. I guess they still – I don't know if the odds are two points in the favor of, uh, of uh, Cowboys. But, again, I think what it boils down to is there's no answer to the, the win in football this year. We watched this weekend blowouts either way. It's just unheard of coming back 27 points. I mean, I think what we're going to have here is that the Cowboys are going to play a true game for once on real real grass, a true game. They're the better team. They're going to win. They're going to pull this thing out by 20. Okay? And, again, I'm going to call that prediction, and they're going to lose. Hey, that's my part. <laughs> <laughs> Great call. Thank you very much, Mike. Sounds like, I a, don't sounds like a, a Patriots fan from 30 years ago. I just think the Cowboys are going to find a way. They, I mean, they're the better team. Like Brady said, though, it's about being better in that one situation mm-hmm. on that one night. But I don't know. I, like, I think Dak will play all right, and I think they're going to find a way. If the Cowboys lose tonight, yeah. Sean Payton to the Cowboys or Sean Payton to the Chargers, if they're actually willing to spend the money and get rid of that knucklehead. Chargers. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you go to the Chargers? He likes it out Chargers. in L.A. He's the Chargers quarterback's better. Yeah. Oh, Herbert's. It's better. Talk about a specimen. Yeah. You just actually get a decent coach in there. Change the culture. I don't know what the hell the culture is there with Staley. Not sure, but they definitely need to change. I That would be a real intriguing situation if he ends up there. All right. Divisional round next Saturday around 430. They'll kick it off in Kansas City 
a rematch from a November tilt that was kind of lopsided in favor of the chefs. Jacksonville Jaguars, Duval, on their way into Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I mm-hmm. think Jaguars play much better. I don't think they get behind 27 nothing. However, I think in the end, you're looking at probably, uh, Chiefs opened up, I think, as an 8.5, 9 point favorite. You're looking at about a 7, you know, 6 to 9 point victory. Like, competitive game, watchable game. But the Chiefs get it done, make it to the AFC Championship. Yeah, I like the Chiefs in that spot. I like the Chiefs at home. It's a nice, you know, it's sort of, we, we, I've been fantasizing recently, like, what would it have been like if Andrew Luck was still in the AFC mm-hmm. with all these quarterbacks that are in there? Now we've got Trevor Lawrence, and he's announced his presence, obviously. I think the Chiefs find a way, though. Saturday night, they might be Giants. The G-Men return to Philadelphia to take on Jalen Hurts. And the Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC. I think it's going to be a like NFC AFC North style game. I think it's going to yeah. like the 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 Giants. They'll we know they're going to be well coached. We know they're going to have a plan. Uh, and they even played them tough when they played their B squad when the Eagles needed to win to get the number one seed a few weeks ago. A lot of 2007 vibes coming off this Giants team. Maybe even better coached than they were back in 07. Ah, close game. I don't know if the Giants can pull off the upset, but like really close game. I couldn't believe that it was like a seven point spread. It is. It That's what it said. Initially. I saw it was like minus seven. I, I'm t- I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take mm-hmm. them. I think they're going to be hot. I think they're going to come in hot. I think, especially when you consider the injury that Jalen Hurts has been dealing with. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's at. You know, and which th- vert you're not getting prime or 100 percent Jalen no, Hurts. No, I like don't know October, where he's November, at. And so. I know they've got a really good roster. And t- I could just see them starting slow. And the Giants kind of knocking them off their spot and kind of running away, not running away with the game, but kind of taking it and mm-hmm. running with the like from there and holding on for a, a win late in a game where maybe the Eagles figure it out, but it's too late. I, I think the, that's my upset of the weekend. I'm taking the Giants there. Well, my upset of the weekend is coming up Sunday. The first game is going to be insert winner from tonight's game here into San Francisco against Brock Real Purdy and the 49ers. 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 Okay, they haven't looked. I mean, they've been unbreakable, unshakable. I'm going I'm sticking with them until I see something. And your upset of the weekend, the Sunday night affair to wrap up divisional round weekend, the Buffalo Bills will be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals in what will be an unbelievably emotional game for both teams. Just a few weeks removed from the cardiac arrest of DeMar Hamlin and the amazing work that the Buffalo Bills medical staff did. City of Cincinnati and Buffalo rallying around him. A surreal scene, a game that was postponed, canceled, excuse me. Now we finally see it. It's in Buffalo, and i got to tell you, I think the Bengals pull out the upset. I don't think so. I think the Bills get it together after this scare and this embarrassing performance, really, in a lot of ways, especially from Josh Allen. They keep it going. And don't forget, the Bengals had their own issues with a backup quarterback with the Ravens. Right, and uh, their offensive line is banged up as well. I see a rematch of last year's AFC Championship. Bengals going back to Kansas City. Dondero's calling for the neutral site game that I think the most of America wants to see with the Bills versus the Chiefs in Atlanta. All right, that'll do for Fitzy and Dondero here on the afternoon show. Good job, Jackson. Thank you very much to all the callers today. sir. A robust and fine sports program it was. Rich Keefe is coming up next here. A two and a half hour RKS before we get you to Monday Night Football to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend. See you later, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.